Hey, everybody. Join us as we delve into our favorite dark tales and paranormal mysteries. Venture with us beyond the safe places that exist in daylight as we go Beyond Beyond the the shadows. Shadows. True crime. Paranormal. Hauntings. UFOs. Cryptids and unsolved mysteries. Conspiracy theories. Past lives. Reincarnation. And all the like are just a few of the topics that we will tackle. If it haunts your fucking dreams, then it will be on our show. Hey guys, and welcome back to episode 55 of Beyond the Shadows. Welcome back, Shadow People. Uh, another bonus episode for you. Yeah, we've been knocking out the bonuses, yeah. haven't we? Man, we're at like 50, it's just 55, we said, right? Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of bonuses. This is only like 30 something in weeks, isn't it? <laughs> so, we're, we're generous guys. Yeah, we do? are. You know, maybe one day we'll stick them in Patreon and make you guys pay <laughs> for them motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, so, we got some news as usual. Uh, this week, an Ohio woman, uh, I believe it was Canton, Ohio, uh, she woke up and they found a napping burglar in their guest bedroom. So, <laughs> Can you imagine? What a creepy fucker. Like, Jesus. No shit. Dude is just sleeping in your house while you're there. Yeah. Having somebody inside your house, even when you're not there, is it's never happened to me, knock on wood. That's got to be one of the creepiest feelings on earth. Oh, like, yeah. That yeah, that whole you never sense, sleep again. That whole sense of security, your home and your castle, gone. You know, it's just gone. Yeah, but this creepy fucker was still there. <laughs> <laughs> he literally came in while the family was there. Yeah, so they were never gone during the story. He came in while they were home. They were sleeping. So he came in. He ate some chicken out of the fridge. He, <laughs> he, ate he swam chicken. in their pool. He then got her son's underwear. It doesn't say where he got it from. His bedroom. It doesn't matter. He got a pair of her son's underwear, put that on, and then he went to sleep in the guest bedroom, and that's where they found him the next morning. Where was his son's underwear? I mean, they could have been in his son's room? or if he went to the room, or maybe they had like a laundry basket on the couch. I don't know. But either way, it's creepy as shit. No shit. Wow. Another guy doesn't put his junk down there where your junk goes. (laughs) (laughs) They don't say how old the the son is, too. He could have been in his underoos, you know? He could have been a big dude, too. He could have been Paw Patrol underwear. So uh, (laughs) this is uh, Stacey Stedman, and she lives with her husband- her brother-in-law and her son. So, I mean, this guy picked a house with his three guys. I don't know how young the kid is. Maybe he's a high school football player. You know? Yeah, you don't know. This guy could have stepped in it, you know? Yeah. And if he had gotten his ass beat, then fucking uh, yeah, he yeah, deserves karma. It. Yeah, no shit. Uh, so he was arrested. He was charged with burglary, and he was issued a court summons. Uh, he should have been charged with being a creepy fucker on top of that. I just can't imagine waking up and dude is sleeping in your house. What is he thinking? <laughs> I, they didn't say if he was drunk or anything like that. I don't uh, know. No, it did say in the article the police suspect he was intoxicated. I mean, I would say that's He'd a have given. to be that's right. Given, right. You like wander into the wrong place. I assume it was a robbery, but nowhere does it say he stole anything. He broke it. Well, I mean, stole the chicken. I guess you know what? Maybe underwear. Yeah. He stole the underwear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what? I remember when I was in the Air Force in in uh, tech school. I came back to I came back to the dorms. And like the a few weeks before they had switched the dorms, 
they had like put the, they moved us to new dorms and then our old dorms became like the women's dorms. And I somehow ended up sleeping on the couch in the like the room on in the women's dorm. I don't know how the hell I ended up there? <laughs> total total misunderstanding. Sure. It was that I'm wasn't sure. deliberate at all. <laughs> no, but I mean I get it. I, I wandered into a place I shouldn't have been. Woke up on the couch in the day room. So we do a lot of searching through the news to find our stories each week. So stories like this are not that unusual was the scary thing. I mean, it doesn't happen every day, but burglars breaking in and taking a nap is it's not unheard of. Either. I know. It's, it's scary how comfortable these people make themselves. So yeah, I would agree with you. He had to have been drunk. To be like, yeah, you know, drunk or on something. It's a great idea right now. Just to, damn, take yeah. a quick nap. I just need a nap. <laughs> I'm just going to knock out for a few minutes. Run out to the car, get my blankie. Yeah. <laughs> Wake the lady up, say, do you mind singing me a lullaby, right. tucking me in? <laughs> Take a quick nap and I'll be out of your hair. All right, so we're going to get to this week's episode, which... Um, we had talked about this episode a lot. We kind of hyped it up. So this is our Riceville episode. We're calling this a paranormal field trip. Yeah. This will be our series because each year we plan on going out and doing some type of paranormal, uh, you know investigation hopefully more than one a year so we started yeah at uh, least one we started in riceville maine which we'll, we'll get to the backstory of that even you mainers probably haven't heard of uh, heard of it and there's a reason for that uh but we did want to say any of you guys around there especially in new england for starters uh if you know any places uh it's got to be someplace for us right now that you can get permission to. We don't want to be sneaking in. Yeah, we're past that point in our life. No, no, that we want to spend the night. We got a lot of gear we bought to do the investigation. Sneaking around doesn't work. So if you know any places where we can pay, get permission, something you think is really cool. Yeah, any uh, idea. It can be anywhere can in out. New England or it can be outside of that. But yeah. right now it would be easier if it was in New England. Yeah. As we get bigger, you know, as yeah, things you blow know. up and the budget blows up, <laughs> we'll be jetting all over the world. You guys would just give places. us those reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Send in those reviews. We'll put it. It's always the. It's always our listeners' fault, right? They got to put it all on them. I mean, we'd have more listeners if it wasn't for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Our listeners are holding us back. (laughs) It's got nothing to do with my poor story. (laughs) Uh, Questionable content. Yeah, and lack of class. Our shadiness. (laughs) None of that has anything. No, it's our listeners' fault. But yeah, definitely write in with any recommendations, anything you'd like to uh, us to cover, uh, places you'd like us to go, beyondshadows207 yep. at gmail.com. Remember, we're right here in New England. We're in Maine, very southern part of Maine. So anywhere from around this area would be fantastic. So if you know a spot, send it in. All right. So a lot of this part uh, – so we've already gone there, just to be clear. We're recording this. Uh, this is Christmas time. Uh, we actually made two treks out there, one in October, one in November. Uh, we recorded our intro before we even left. So a lot of what you're going to hear was pre-recorded, And then at the end, uh, we'll give you our conclusions and what we experienced and all that. And that will also be recorded today. Right. So, ju- so just this, to be clear, some of this is old footage and some of it's. Yeah. So this will be in segments. Yeah. We're going to break it up in a few different segments and you'll see why. But uh, yeah, that's how it's going to uh, go. We've been hanging this carrot out for a while. Thanks for waiting, guys. And hopefully you like it. We had, we had a lot of fun doing this one. We'll be right back with uh, Raceville. So we are on our way right now uh, for our first uh, paranormal investigation. Yeah, looking forward. This is going to yeah, be a blast. We've been we've been planning this one for a while, so we can finally let the cat out of the bag on this one. We're going to uh, Riceville, Maine. Uh, 
a lot of people haven't heard of it, but we're, we're going to get into the backstory of it right now and in, in the why you haven't heard of it. Uh, so most people think of ghost towns being out in the Old West, but Maine has a few of its own. Riceville is a rumored ghost town in both senses. It no longer exists, but the remains of the village are rumored to be haunted by several spirits. It's the perfect spot for Beyond the Shadows to do our first on-site investigation. You won't find Riceville on any maps. Many can't find Riceville at all, as the location is very remote and hard to access. The town was never officially incorporated, but once a thriving village located in Township 39 in Hancock County, Maine, it was once also known as Hancock Cannery 39, Cannery and Riceville Plantation. The village got its start on the banks of Buffalo Stream in 1879. F. Shaw and Brothers built a facility for processing tanning-related materials in the form of a bark extract works. Tannins were extracted from tree barks for use in leather tanning. Ultimately, the company failed and the tannery along with the surrounding lands were bought by James Rice in 1896, along with Oliver Buzzle. I say that right? Yeah, Buzzle? So. Yeah. Rice formed the Buzzle and Rice Tanning Company. They began manufacturing of shoe leather in a township 39 at the time. This period began Riceville's heyday, if such a thing can be said about the town. In 1880, there had only been 10 residents, but as of 1890, there were 136. There were at this point 17 buildings lining the river, including a lodging house, a schoolhouse, a post office, a dance hall, a roller skating rink, and possibly even a movie movie theater. The school had 21 students registered in 1900. Also in 1900, James Rice acquired the company into his sole possession, and he renamed it Hancock Leather. It was the it was principally managed by Rice and his two sons. Frank Rice was a tanner, a shopkeeper, and postmaster for the small but thriving village. John H. Rice was also the bank clerk. The town even had its own baseball team. The Hancock Tannery, which would compete against neighboring villages. In 1903, the Riceville Telephone Company completed a phone line to the town of Greenfield. By 1900, the village had already begun to decline. The population dropped down to only 75. There were still 11 families and 18 boarders living in the, in the town at the time. Sometime during the night of December 30th into December 31st, 1905, the tannery caught fire. The cause of the fire was supposedly a knocked over a lantern, but some people had their doubts. There were no reported casualties or injuries, but a good deal of the land was destroyed. The store and the boarding house survived, but many of the buildings did not, and a great deal of the inventory was also lost. Another plant owned by the Hancock Leather Company was destroyed by fire in Amherst in 1903. It resulted in the loss of $100,000, but the company had been fully insured on both occasion, occasions, which caused some to wonder which I get. That's a little shady. Yeah, definitely both of them, shady. yeah. Uh, the population continued to decline, and by 1910, the census said nobody was left in town. There are a few versions of the town's final demise. Some say people just wandered away until there was no one left. Another version says that a couple came to the town to see why no one had heard 
been heard from for a while, only to find a body slumped in the street. Further searching brought only more bodies, and it soon became apparent that everyone in town had died from unknown causes. Contaminated water of chlor- cholera excuse me, were su- the suspected reason. In the version, they all were buried in a mass grave, and the town is reclaimed by nature. The site of the mass grave is not known, although there is a known graveyard near the location of the abandoned village. One last version says a trader stopped by the town, as he was known to do, and found it mysteriously abandoned. There had not been any plans to abandon the village, but just the same, they were all gone. No one really knows what caused the demise of Riceville. Just that it is, in fact, abandoned and has been for 113 years. There isn't much left today. Some foundations, a few well a cemetery, random scattered artifacts, and quite possibly some ghosts. Over the years, a few paranormal researchers have visited the remote site and report strange phenomena. Strange magnetic fields, a disembodied voice saying, it's time to come in. The voice was perhaps calling to the ghost of a little girl that's been seen in the area. Uh, The Bangor ghost hunters have investigated the area and they encountered the little girl. The team believes the girl was the 11-year-old niece of the Brown family, who once operated a farm in the area. She was reportedly run over by a team of oxen while her uncle was plowing. There have also been reports of a man from long ago plowing a field that is now completely overgrown. According to the Bangor ghost hunters, psychics have also corroborated the existence of little girl spirit in the area. So uh, that's essentially what we know yeah, there's the not a ton no, on history not. on this. And um, a lot of Mainers have never heard of it. Uh, so not, this, It's not well known. This is in the middle of nowhere. It's definitely. So we're getting ready to head out here in a little bit, and it's about three and a half hours north of here. If you're looking on a map, the closest major town, if you can call it that, is, is Old Town. Uh, Old Maine. Town, Old where Town, they make Maine. the canoes. Yep. Have you ever seen Old Town Old canoe? Town, yeah, they make a good canoe. Yeah, they um, do make a solid canoe. So after that, it's 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 on private land, from what we understand. We've tried to map it out as best we can, but uh, it's it's um uh, you're allowed to be there, but it's it's lumber mill property. Yeah, so, so is, a lot of the land here in Maine is owned by the lumber companies, and they allow you to go on and hunt and do any kind of recreational stuff. They they allow that, but they use it. They'll you know they'll strip some of the land, take the trees, and use them. You know they do. They leave some behind, but I mean that's what it is. They pretty much will cut down the trees they need, let the rest grow up, that and then that's what the whole area is like. Um, so the spot we're looking for is remote, and it is way off the grid. Uh, we also want to throw a uh, thank you out to the spiritual sisters because they sent us some uh, protection spells. Uh, you, yes, you never, know, you never know what you're walking in there. Yeah, we don't uh, know so, what we're getting into for sure. So uh, we appreciate that, ladies. Uh, so, and yeah, wish us luck. Yep, let you know what we find. Hey guys, so uh, we did it. We went to Riceville. We did. Well, uh, kinda. <laughs> uh, it was. It wasn't successful. First, no, first we successful. had some technical difficulties. So we made the trip. We went out to. We followed the directions we had from uh, all the stuff we read online. Yeah. And uh, we came to the spot. We followed 
turn left, turn right, turn left. And we are, what, 20, 30 miles deep yeah, into the like said, main woods. Uh, we were right. It was from Old Town, uh, and it's at least 20 miles from Old Town. Yeah. and All, all dirt roads. All dirt roads, Jeep roads, deer path, follow this squirrel trail. Skitter trails, they call them. Yeah, skitter trails. A lot yeah. of times these trails are literally two feet, two yeah. feet wide. Take a right at the yeah. stump. So anyways, we we followed the trail. The The first bunch of directions were, they seemed dead on. Every time that it said, you know, once we found the road we're supposed yeah. to be on, we were we wandered for a while. It his, took us hours. His mileage, mileage and his landmarks were dead on. Yeah, once we got to where we knew where we were. So we found the trail. So we, the truck. yep. So we parked the truck and we followed the first trail in right off the get go. We see a big pile of, uh, moose shit. It's fresh. And a, yeah. Very, very fresh. Very Still fresh. steaming. Yeah. Cause it's chilly out and, uh, some moose tracks. So we got a, we got a moose along the same trail that we're following. So we hike in this trail. It's a few miles in, right? At least three quarters of a mile, I'd say, at least until where it got really wet. Yeah. So it was very wet. And it said that in the, in the directions, it said that you'll come across some water, and uh, sometimes there's a beaver that likes to dam it up. And yeah, so the guy said you might have to walk through some beaver backage or backup or whatever the hell they yeah. call it. So we anticipated the swampland. So we came to that spot and we're like, "Oh, cool, we'll get through this." And it was deeper than we thought it, it, was. it was. Way worse than we thought it was. Yeah. So we had one four wheeler with us, and uh, it was full with all our gear. Yeah, my brother was driving that, and the rest of us were on foot. So three of us on foot, one of us driving. Yeah, so it was me, Ryan, and each one of us had our, a brother with us. Yeah. And uh, so we crossed the first bunch of water, which is deep. It's yeah. up to knee deep at yeah, least. It went from knee deep quickly to waist deep, yeah. real quickly. So we're very wet, very cold at this point. But I did not expect it to be that, that deep going through. So we make it across, and... Get the four wheeler across. We actually made it across, and then we get to the side. Lost a computer, but yeah, <laughs> we lost a few things. It may have been an expensive trip. Yeah. So we make it across that, and it looks like there's a clearing up ahead. So so we we forged ahead. Yep, we're heroes. Yeah, yeah. We're, <laughs> we're doing it for you guys, trailblazers. So, so we, did, we, we did see the sky opened up ahead. So we figured we'd push on because we were almost through it. Yep. So we get up there, and that's just another whole bunch of water <laughs> so that beaver had been busy yeah, over the yeah. last few years busy beaver busy beaver and it was a fucking lake yeah. oh yeah it was impassable it was completely unpassable but there was a second bunch of directions so they said yes. if you couldn't get so through, we now had to slog miles back through the swamp and i mean miles back to the truck through the swamp uh yeah back through the same water we just came through sun goes down around four o'clock this time of year where we are so uh we it's lo- getting dark on the way lost up. a lot yeah. daylight so we do get back we get the full wheel reloaded we get all the gear back in the truck and then so we head out we start falling the other directions these ones are not anywhere near as clear as the first ones and like we said this is paper mill company lumber mill paper mill this is you know same thing yeah. and uh so we're following roads the directions are from 2016 right yes so we're talking seven years a lot of things have changed over the last seven years. They make new roads all the time to go in and take lumber. Yeah, and some of the ones he's referencing probably aren't there anymore. They've grown back up. If they're not clear-cutting that area anymore, the road just disappears. Right. Seven so, years. So we follow it in. We think we're close to where we're going. So we we think we're in the area. We set up camp. We set up everything and uh, set out to try to find some of these locations. But 
Yeah, we weren't able to find them. It's, it's dark now. At this point, it's dark. We yeah. lost the daylight. It, oh, it's pitch black. Yeah. We got when we set up camp, it was blackout, and uh, we're in the middle of nowhere. I mean, oh, yeah. nowhere, nowhere. I would, I'd be willing to put a wager that we would not, no exaggeration, we were not within twenty miles in any direction of a human being. Oh, I, no way. And I would say that's a conservative estimate. Yeah, I'd say it'd be a little even further than that, maybe. The so, drive out was a long ways out. So during the entire night, we had coyotes circling us. And when I say coyotes, I mean a lot. You can tell by the amount of – the lead voice and then the amount of calls and stuff. And there was, there was a lot of them. Lot <laughs> yeah. of them. And during the night, they were circling closer and closer. Yeah, and like uh, there here in Maine, we have something that's called koi dog. And what's happened is that the, the regular coyotes have bred with uh, domestic dogs. And so we have like a wild dog. It's half coyote, half domestic, and they are not as afraid of people as the coyotes are. So they will come in close if they're out there. They, you know, they run in packs just the same as the coyotes, but they're they're a little bit uh, braver, maybe a little bit more vicious. You know, so it was concerning, but we were we were surrounded by a lot of dogs. We had a moose come thrashing through the camp. <laughs> we heard him crashing through the woods before I even went to bed. We During did. the night, you could hear him crashing back and forth. And it was, when I say it was close, he was in the camp, basically. Uh, so the next morning, it was confirmed when we found a humongous fresh pile of moose Moose shit, yeah. 10 <laughs> feet from the tents. Yeah. Uh, so at one point, once we get all settled in, uh, Scott's brother, Darren, stayed behind to tend the camp and watch the fire. Uh, so Scott, my brother Troy, and I went out uh, into the, the direction we were convinced Riceville was in. Uh, we yeah, we're looking we, for foundations. We didn't we're find for everything. it. We didn't find it, but we brought our spirit box. We got the we got all our gear. The uh, yeah. uh, We had cat balls. We had ghost box. We did the, you know, the EMF detector. You know, we tried thing, to get some EVPs, all of that. The first thing you notice when you get out there is how incredibly, and I mean creepily, silent it is. Those woods are silent. Not yeah. an owl, not a nothing. Nothing. No, no sound of wildlife whatsoever. Uh, even though in, a moose crashed through our I know, Other than that, but you, other, you're in the main woods. There is not a no, sound. No, other than those dogs off in the distance. And we're not near a town. We're not no. near people. Like you said, there's no, there's no dogs out there other than, you know, the coyotes. Yeah. Uh, so so we, we worked with all our gear. We didn't find any weird uh, magnetic fields. Uh, the spirit box did not pick anything up. Uh, we tried to get some EVPs. We didn't. No. We didn't detect. Other it. than being very creeped out, because I mean, those woods are deadly silent. Like you said, it's a very eerie feeling. And we're not far off from where it is. You know, we weren't in the we exact knew, spot. We knew we were close. We ran out of daylight, and we didn't get there. Yeah, we're, so we're, we're not done. First time around, we failed. Yeah, but we, we, we are an F this time around. But we're going back out. We're not quitters. No. Uh, we're going to try to do it soon, guys, because it's already- you know, it's, it's cold. It's already getting towards late October. Uh, yeah. Late October in Maine is cold enough. Uh, we got four of our schedules. Especially when you're wet. <laughs> four, yeah, four schedules we're trying to coordinate, so we're probably thinking early November is the best we're going to do, but we are going to head out again. Uh, we're going to get this done. We're going to get to Riceville, and we'll tell you guys all about it. So uh, thanks for sticking with us, and- Hold on. We'll be there soon. Oh, we're here. We're in the middle of the woods, <laughs> freezing our balls off for you people. Folks swimming this way now. That's awesome. Fire's blowing in our faces. There's ghosts everywhere. Check, 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 check. Is your mic working? A little, a little dim. 
a little low, huh? My sound bar is real low. You're on my channel, which I'm normally my channel, so. Yeah, try turning up the mic in the back, right here on the top. You had it. No, no, right here. Right there. Testing. Check, check, check. Oh, oh you're a lot louder now. I think you're on what's usually my channel. We'll do it at the 415 mark. Just a good standpoint. So, hi, and welcome back to uh, Beyond the Shadows, our location special. Uh, we're in uh, Riceville, Maine. Now we can let the cat out of the bag. We are in the middle of the woods, freezing our asses it's, off. It's fucking cold. Oh, it's cold. We're guessing, but we're thinking about 28. 28, yeah. I and think that, that'd that be close. The closest human on Earth is probably 25 miles away right now. They're much too smart to be where we are. Yep. Uh, it was harder than shit to find. We set up downwind from the fire, so that was a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you hear us coughing and hacking. You know why, because we're fucking brilliant. We're not too smart. <laughs> that's why you listen to us. <laughs> um, so we did find it. We we did. It took us a up. lot of work to find it. We actually, we had to run into, get this, a gentleman from... Uh, uh, South Africa. South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> We're from Maine, and some dude from South Africa yeah. had to show us where Riceville, Maine is. Nobody from around here knows. Nobody knows where it is. We had So there's about seven big turns here in the backwoods, and we had six of them. We were in the right spot. Yeah, we got close. But the sun was going down. We would not have found it, and this gentleman rolled up. And, yeah, so... You know, daylight savings, when they turn that back, you know how dark it gets early. Well, in Maine, it's about an hour earlier than what the rest of you guys get. So, sun starts setting here around 4. Yeah. I'm wearing four shirts right now. <laughs> four shirts, a jacket, a hat, gloves, and I'm still getting any. <laughs> Secrets out. He's always got an any. <laughs> It's got nothing to do with the cold, ladies. <laughs> so there's a bunch of trails crisscrossing out here, and they're like, we say trails, we mean trails, like four-wheeler trails. Yeah, uh, we are on ATVs to get out here. And we picked probably, we, we finally found it at the bottom of the one that probably looked the least promising. The guy said you might find a cliff, and it was- It was, it was pretty close to a cliff. Yeah, it was a cliff. Yeah, so we scaled down the cliff for you. Yeah, a rappel, full rappel. Yeah, we did get some pictures. We will post those on our Instagram. And all of our social media. But uh, we found the town. Yeah. And uh, it's crazy. It is. It's, it's, there's energy down there, but it's not negative energy. You know? No, it doesn't feel horrible. No. So, like, we went down over this cliff. Like he said, there is an energy there. There's, it, it doesn't feel bad. But, like, when you go down, as soon as we get down over the cliff, you start seeing foundations in the woods. This is a really, really old town. It's been 120 years since anybody has been out here, about 100, uh, 113. 113. 113. So yeah. you're not going to see full buildings or anything like that. All that's left really are rock basements. Yeah, there's nothing, and, abo nothing above ground level. And wells and stuff like that. So we found the tannery where, you know, this is what ran the whole town. This is where 90, 80, 90% of the people who lived here worked at the tannery. That's what burned down. Um, but we found indoor piping. Yeah, there's piping inside of the some of these basements, which is really surprising. A uh, big, uh, big piece of a what looks like a boiler. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, some industrial equipment looking kind uh, of stuff. Uh, uh, we found uh, stuff, stuff on like a heating stove. I think that's what that was. That was a residential. 
Yeah. So I mean, this is it's pretty spread out. It's not all in one spot, but there you know there's there's groups of like different foundations in different areas out here. And uh, like I said, it's got a feel to it. It doesn't feel horrible. You know, yeah, it's a little spooky. Yeah, it's not negative. There is an energy, but it's not. Yeah, you yeah. don't. You're not looking over your shoulder every two seconds, thinking something's creeping up on you. But no, right. But it's it's definitely unique. Yeah, when it gets dark, it's dark. No doubt. <laughs> it is no doubt. so dark out here. <laughs> oh, and wait, weather update. It's now nine degrees outside. Yeah, yep. so it's, 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 it's it's balmy. Yeah, it's, <laughs> so things are looking up. <laughs> it's not in any anymore. It's just gone. Yeah, <laughs> packed up and went home. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even bring mine. I knew it was going to be. I'm like, a, I'm a Ken doll now. It's just a fleshy patch where there should be something should be, but you can't even tell anymore. <laughs> so as you could tell, we also have some Southern comfort with us. Yeah. yeah. Try to warm us up a little bit, it's but not, it is not working. It's not Southern, and it's not bringing much comfort. <laughs> uh, so we are going to head out again tomorrow, I think, because uh, there's a schoolhouse here. Uh, yeah. There's rumors there was even a movie theater and, and a roller rink. Uh, we have no idea where those would have been. Which is so hard to believe because there is there is a clearing in one spot, but mostly this is just woods. You know, 110, 115 years of just growth, you know? Yeah. There's Apple Orchard. We're actually camping in the yeah. Apple Orchard right now, which is just outside of the town. There was a clearing in the town, but it's so rocky that there's no way we could set up tents in there or anything like no, that. No, no. It, it's it is rugged. But when you get out here, we're riding in the car, and it took some effort to get out here in the car. So you're thinking, who the fuck would have come out here and built a roller rink? Right, 100, 120 years ago. It's Holy hard to believe shit. there was a town here because yeah. it is so far away from any any town that exists now. Although it feels like we could probably ice skate in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe it's an ice skate rink. I, I would buy that one. <laughs> I would definitely buy that one. So, yeah, it, it's a it's a very interesting spot. Um, it, like I said, it has a feel. We have it, we've heard a few things that kind of sounded like we maybe heard some women's voices. Yeah, that's been some creepy sounds. We didn't sure. catch them on, on audio or anything like that. You know, and obviously you hear stuff walking through the woods and stuff like that, but we are in the woods. Yeah. You know, so that is just, it's more than likely just animals creeping around. But it's creepy. That's what we're telling ourselves because we still got sleep here. (laughs) We still got got many hours left. (laughs) If we don't add a segment tomorrow, then we didn't make it. Yeah. (laughs) So these might be lost tapes. These might be found tapes. (laughs) It's going to be some like Blair Witch footage. They'll find it way down the line. This could definitely be some Blair Witch shit out here. Scott's brother's uh, with us, so he's he's got our permission to broadcast this if if we don't make it. (laughs) Whoever makes it out. Yeah. He can have the $11, you guys, <laughs> off this footage. <laughs> You're shooting high this week. 11 You know something I don't know? No. A new sponsor? Yeah, Buzzsprout <laughs> might get their shit straightened out. Yeah, well, right? I'm doubting it. <laughs> we probably won't even get any listens. No. Not the way Buzz, Buzzsprout's going. But we want to thank you, uh, Council Bluffs, Iowa. Because you guys have really come out in full numbers over the last week or so. <laughs> well, we've gotten like 200, 200 listens at least from Council Bluffs. Yeah, no Council doubt. Bluffs. No doubt. So. Uh, that's about it. That's all. I think all we've yeah, kind of stumbled so across yet. So we'll see what happens in the morning, and then we'll uh, uh, record that later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll record that from home. Anything that else happens that we see. So just keep what you got here. Oh my God, it's Bigfoot. <laughs> Is that Sasquatch? Uh, holy crap. Hold on, we're hearing some knocking. It's a fucking mermaid. <laughs> holy 
Nessie. That thing turns on a fucking dime. Woo! Fuck. That's not going to be smart. No. Ah. Fuck. Oh, God. I'm ready to fucking turn on my sleeping bag. Yeah, I know. I'm going to turn on my sleeping bag. You should have put that in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, did I forget my vibrator? Fucking windscreen. We change directions every time. What time is it getting to be? 11? Uh, 10.45. 10.45. Wow, this night went fast, didn't it? You got so much done. Yeah. Hey, we found it. Just yeah, I'm pretty happy we, we did that because it was bugging the shit out of me and we couldn't find it. Yeah. Well, dude, my ass. Ash landed on that bag. Oh my God. I can't think of anything right now. I'm so fucking cold. You lose your thought process when you're just trying to fucking stay warm. Do you know what the most frightening thing in the world is? All right, guys, we're finally getting to our Riceville uh, recap. So this is obviously way after the fact. The uh, The footage you just heard was obviously us in Riceville. Uh, this is back in mid-November. Yeah, I don't even remember when. It's I don't been, remember It's the been date. quite a while. I want to say around November 10th, give or take. Uh, it's now Christmas time. Uh, the reason for the delay is we actually thought we lost that footage that you would just heard. Yeah, we... Ryan was looking for it for a while. We had what was there. It looked like it was completely gone. It was gone. So. Uh, anybody who's familiar with uh, GarageBand, the system we use, you got the visual EQ. I'm not going to get to the, the technical aspects of it, but the footage was there, but it was somehow pushed way, way back. So it looked like it was a blank track. The footage should have been at the front when, in fact, it was pushed like 60 minutes back. So it wasn't gone, but it looked to me like it was. In yeah, front. and so if you know anything about technology, you know that we don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I we actually, do all right, but we're not that. We wrote yeah. it off as lost, and I found it the other day. So yeah, thank, we're like, thankfully, oh, we're finally doing our At recap, least it wasn't so, for nothing. So. Uh, we had a good time. Uh, in, so after that recording, uh, obviously you heard there at the end we were hot mic. We didn't know. <laughs> that was a little behind the shadows. Yeah, uh, you get to see how, they, how bad they treat me when the mic... <laughs> So when we were done with the broadcast, we forgot the mic was hot. So you get about five minutes of us not knowing we were on the mic. We were actually yeah. thought about cutting it and like, nah, fuck nah, it. Nah, fuck it. Leave that, it in there. Let's uh, talk shit yeah. on poor Scott. <laughs> it's because they got a heated sleeping bag that did absolutely nothing. <laughs> so that's, that's us. Yeah. Uh, so in recap, what we did find, uh, we did go out again. Yeah, night. we went out after that. We, t- we spent a while around that fire, got it going, got it, tried to get warmed up much as we could. Uh and we went back out. Uh, we did. Uh, we we searched the town in full this time as, as best we could do in the dark. Uh, we brought all our gear with us. So we did. Uh, we we started off with trying to do some EVPs. We did. And to be honest with you, with the EVPs, we got nothing. We listened back. And it's 
nothing was there. I mean, if it was, we weren't hearing it. Of course, also on top of this, we're cold. We're cold. So I may have rushed through that a little bit, but I really didn't hear it. wind was howling that night. Yeah. We we found a couple of things that might have been something, but nothing worth broadcasting. Uh, We're pretty undecided on the EVPs. Yeah. Uh, next, we also brought the ghost box with us. Ryan had got picked up a ghost box. We brought that out there, and we were running through the stations. We are over near the we, – we went through the whole – so, I mean, like I, we said, this is in a couple sections. But when we went back out, we concentrated on just the basic part of the town where the tannery and the well and where we believe the schoolhouse and the – Probably the skating rink. The main at. part of the town where we were positive was part of the town because yeah. it spreads out over acres and acres. Yeah, and we have photos that we will post for yeah. you. So uh, in that area, like I said, we we used the ghost box. We heard we heard a few words, but they were really hard to make out. With the wind blowing out in the middle of the woods, the timing on this wasn't our best. We yeah. waited as long as we could because, you know, it had a lot to do with work schedules and stuff like that. Next time we're going indoors somewhere to make it a little bit easier. But I do think we captured something on the spirit box, but nothing. Hey, you nothing know, that's going to change your mind. One way or another. Right, right. But we did one of I, these things. I think are awesome. Is I picked up a bunch of cat balls. This is the cheapest paranormal thing that you can get, and they work awesome. You know, for a cheap little ball, what it is is it's, it's a little ball for a cat, and if the cat hits it, it lights up. If there's any movement to it, it'll light up. We set these things around. We had eight of them, yeah, and they went off a lot. They did. We, I mean, it takes something to move them to get the because we would jump next to them, stop next to them, you know, wave at them, whatever, and they would do nothing. No, it was it was weird because it was the same like three or four all night long. I think four of them never made a peep unless right. you tried to make them, and then the other ones went nuts for hours. Yeah, and it it almost seemed like someone walking by or someone, you know. I mean, we asked questions and it didn't correlate. You're not going to say, hey, we asked this and that, and they were answering us because we didn't get that. No. But they were definitely lighting up on their own. So, and it was, it, like he said, it was always the same the same three or four each time. So, uh, we, did, we had an EMF detector with us. The EMF, it really did pick up. And, like, for being in the middle of the woods... What the hell is picking up on an EMF? Yeah, there really shouldn't be a big magnetic field no, there. No, there uh, shouldn't. No and explanation for a strong magnetic field being where we were. So we're near the – where we first started getting spikes was near the tannery. And next – the, the well that they talk about is right next to the tannery. You know, you're just right probably less than 50 feet away is where this well. And yeah, this well close. is no – that well's no joke, The well's dude. big and the well's creepy. We'll post it's some scar- pictures of it. Yeah, the, the well scares me. It's like a horror movie well. We think – it's the well that killed everybody. We believe it's the cholera well. It's I'm guessing 15 feet around at least. Uh, it's deep. We got some good pictures it, of it. It's, it's filled it's, right to the. It's brim. creepy looking. And when we stumbled on it in the middle of the night, if it didn't have this like a, a sad ass little protection fence around it, it's not protecting anything. But uh, but it was enough to let us know there was something there. Otherwise, one of us could have dropped right down into that fucking thing. And, uh, oh, for sure. It's full on the something stuff you would see from a horror movie, without a doubt. Oh yeah, uh, it's it's spooky as hell. And there was EMF spikes all around that area. Yeah, it was strong. So, I mean, suspected that would be where the cholera would would have come from. So, I mean, yeah. But when I was in that area, I, you know what? This is, this sounds crazy, but. I was there. Uh, out of nowhere, I got a crazy burning on my back like you see on all the shows. So, I'm wearing, I'm literally wearing a t-shirt, a long sleeve shirt, a hoodie, and then a winter jacket. Yeah. 
and the burn it it was a crazy burning. I don't know how to describe it. I could I'm not going to say what it is and what it isn't. I could have run into something, but I had a lot of layers on. I was behind him and I didn't see anything. He definitely wasn't faking it, I can tell you that. Right? It, all I know is it burned. It hurt a fucking yeah. lot. I I bitched a lot cuz it was well, yeah, really yeah, burning. Which is why I started taking some pictures. I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? Yeah, so I mean, and when I I did strip down, I had a couple what looked like scratches on my back. They were I think there was just two is what you said. I mean, when I couldn't see any of it, obviously I looked at the pictures afterwards and it looks like there's two scratches there. It definitely does. A traditional claw. If there is such a thing, when you hear it, like in horror, it's generally three. Yeah. But is there a such thing as a traditional claw? And how do you know those weren't fake to begin with? Yeah. And I, and who knows guys, I I'm, it was definitely hurting. I reached down there. I could have scratched myself. I'm not saying for sure it was something, but I mean, there was definitely a couple scratches there. Um, whether it was me or it was a branch, I don't. I never recall running into anything. Yeah. And if I did, I'd have a hard time thinking that it would go through. But I mean, it definitely had some scratches on my back. What it was, you could make a what what you want. But yeah. I mean, there was two two scratches back there. Um, maybe it was me. Maybe it wasn't. It was very random. It was out of the blue, and it burned like a motherfucker. And it it hurt for about an hour. And you didn't mention it again. And then it never bothered me again yeah. after that. And then to be honest, the next day was gone. Yeah, I don't I don't think you did it yourself, having been behind you. Uh we were still scouring the town, so it was dark. But uh Scott was in the front, his brother Darren was behind him, uh I was on the back. Uh my brother just uh I don't think we said it, but my brother uh, Troy was not with us on this second Not time. on the second time. It was just the three of us. Yeah. Uh so I didn't see Scott messing with his back or anything. Granted I wasn't staring at him but he just went from fine to oh my god my back is on fire and he was being loud i get it he was uncomfortable but there was a distinct to me distinct scratches down his back there's no doubt about but, it but i mean it's weird because we were in that area like i said before it didn't feel negative or anything like that no but the orchard did the orchards so where we, we slept we should probably go back to that so when the guy told us that we so we found it headed down this trail about three quarters of a mile on the on the four wheels he told us it would be an apple orchard up ahead. There was. We set up tents in our camp immediately in the apple orchard. Now, from the apple orchard, there was trails running out in, I think, six directions. West, northwest, blah, blah, blah. So we set up the tents. We're literally in the middle of we a did. We're pathway, pathway road yeah, kind of so thing. You had to because there's no other openings in that area. So it was almost like the apple orchard was like the little central hub. So uh-huh. at that point, we set up our tents. We set up the fire. We only had two four-wheelers, even though it was the three of us. So I stayed with the camp. Uh, Scott and Darren went back to the truck to get firewood. Now, while they were gone, obviously, it gets quiet and it got really dark. And that moment, I... I'm about 90% sure I heard a woman's voice. I'm positive. I just couldn't tell you what she said. Now, she came from the westernmost trail uh, straight across from where we were set up. And it was one of those things like if if you're listening to a TV from two rooms away, you definitely heard a voice. You just might not be able to tell what that voice said. So that was what it was like to me. Distinctly, a, a woman's voice wasn't threatening. It wasn't menacing. And it wasn't like right beside me. But from maybe 100 yards away, I definitely heard a woman in the woods. Uh, they came back with the firewood. A little while later, they made another trip. And again, I heard the woman's voice. Same thing. Uh, it was longer this time. She said several things, but it was completely indecipherable. Uh, all I can say is I didn't feel scared. She wasn't threatening me. It wasn't menacing. I'm not even sure she was talking to me, uh, but it right. was there. So then later, while we were doing our searching, we first did it on the four wheelers to try to figure out which trails were most promising. Yeah, I mean, this is spread over a a distance. So I was riding with Darren. Scott was on his own. So we get to the top of what turned out to be where the town was. So we were at the top of the western 
most trail. And we said it drops off into a big cliff. We were not going to get down there with the four wheelers. So we turned around and go back in the other direction. In that moment, I distinctly heard a dog bark close by, well, really close by, uh, once, only once. And I didn't mention it to the guys at this point because I wasn't sure what I heard. So it was maybe a half hour later when we're no longer on the four wheelers. Scott's brother said, I've heard a dog bark a couple times tonight. And it was then the light bulb went on. I'm like, I'm not fucking crazy. He heard a dog bark too. Right. I never heard the dog bark. I'm fucking deaf. Anyway. Throughout the night, I heard the dog bark several more times, as did Scott's brother. But the weird thing, it was always a single bark. Like everybody who has dogs, they don't bark once and stop. This was always once and then stop. And you know, this time out, there wasn't coyotes so no, going in the back. We did, we that was the first time. And I mentioned koi dog before, but they're not, they don't bark like a dog. That's a howl. It's, you guys have heard a coyote. Oh, yeah. That's a howl. Just according to, to according to Ryan and my brother, they both heard a bark. It was weird because it was one bark, right? Single Each bark, time? and it wasn't always in the exact same direction. It was generally in that western, northwestern direction, yeah. but not always the same spot. And there's no domestic Always a single like bark. Yeah, so just to be clear, there was not a human woman in that town that night. I mean, we were 30 miles from, 25 miles from anybody. I'm not exaggerating about that. It's not a touristy area. Oh, the no. best of days, it was 23 degrees this night. We're in the middle of nowhere. If I heard a woman's voice, and I did, it was not a current living human woman. And I feel the same thing about the dog. There was not a domestic dog down in that town that night. I, I think what we were hearing is remnants from the past. I have no doubt about that. Yeah, Scott I, is the only one that never actually heard the dog. I didn't hear the dog or the woman. I mean, that would be that would be a, res, a residual haunt type stuff. Oh, sure. But I can say, and you guys will probably say I'm crazy. You might even say I'm making it up. But I, I when I laid down in my tent that night, I had crazy visions in my head. I kept seeing crazy shit. And I was telling Ryan at one point, I, I was literally having these visions pop into my head, and I was relaying them to Ryan. And I said, dude, I keep seeing a dog. I said, I keep seeing a dog. And it's on that road. And this is just pictures that are flashing in my head. And this sounds so fucking stupid. I don't even like bringing it up. But I I kept getting this picture in my head of a dog. And there was a little boy with this dog. And the little boy was pushing a bicycle. These are the images that keep popping in my head. But it's on that road. It's on that road that's right across from where our tents are sitting. Yeah. And I said to Ryan, I said, it's a I said, it's a very distinct looking dog. I said, it's it's got red fur. A big black spot on his back. I said, it's some type of shepherd. And I said, it's got a big black spot. I said, but it's got red hair, long red hair. I've never seen a shepherd with long red hair. Yeah. And uh, so I told him that. And uh, but that was around the area where he claimed he, you heard your barking, yeah. right? Like I said, there was six trails went off in six directions at this point. But everything we saw and heard was from the two. Right. And, and that turned out to be exactly where Riceville was. So when we... Finally did come out of those woods that morning. We went out and had breakfast or whatever. As soon as I got to where I had internet connection, I I searched for that dog, and it's a real fucking dog. I had no idea. It's a long – it's a red German Shepherd. Yeah. And it had that great big black spot on the back, and it had really long red, red hair. I've never – I mean, I've seen plenty of German Shepherd. I've never seen him with long hair, and I've never seen him with red hair. Yeah. And that's exactly what I described to you, and I was able to pull it up on the internet. I'll I'll post a picture of it. It's exactly what I saw in my head. So and then uh, so is what you saw and what we and me and Darren heard is the same dog. I mean, that's the question. I know you don't have an answer, nor do I. Uh, that's the question. Yeah, I, it could just what, be what all, all seen, nothing. But what we were hearing. And then that night, boy, I had some fucking horrible dreams. 
When I slept in that orchard, it was I slept. My air mattress lost all its fucking air, so sleep was rough. But it was like it was like you'd fall asleep for like five minutes, and then you'd you'd wake up. So you didn't think you slept at all. You did, but it wasn't it wasn't good. But boy, I had some horrible dreams. The entire time, I felt like somebody was surrounding us, like we were they were like closing in on us, and the dreams went on until morning. It was all night long. None of us slept well that night. No, it was rough. Uh, so Scott's brother the next day asked me why I kept getting out of the tent during the night. <laughs> yes, and just did. for the record, I never get out of the tent that night. Not once. I was the last of us to go to bed, but once I went to bed, I never left the tent. So what he was hearing, I have no idea. No, I don't either. It wasn't me. And the other weird thing that happened before we left is during the nights, so we set up our tents in a row. Uh, Scott was the closest to the trail where we came in. Then I was in the middle, and then on the other side of me was Darren. Ryan picked uh, the middle because he's big sissy. <laughs> <laughs> but we were, we were close to each other because there was there wasn't a lot of room to set up for starters. It was yeah, we got real tight. small, like one or two man tents, and we're as close to the fire as we can get without being super. And to be honest, we put our tents as close together as we could. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was creepy. Yeah, we're not gonna lie, it was creepy. Yeah. But during the nights, we're all in basically like one man tent. They're small tents, so my back legs, my back legs, my legs, the to the back of the tent are right up against the the fabric. And I'm guessing like three in the morning, I don't know what time it was, but something definitely brushed up. The whole, you could feel it go from one side of my tent all the way to the other. So it knocked my legs away from the tent. And I was like, what the fuck? And that woke me up. I didn't say anything. And I didn't leave the tent in that moment. Uh, But the next morning, Scott's brother was describing an incident. It was the exact same thing. And since we were in a row, whatever bumped my legs in my tent went next and did the exact same thing to his. Yeah, I didn't get any of that. If I did, I slept through it. So I, I don't know if it was an animal or what was going on, but it creeped the shit out of me. And if it was point, an animal, died. how fucking close is that? It was still dark. The fire had died. There was no light. I did not have a, fi- a flashlight right at my hand. There's no chance I was going out there at that time. So I don't know. I don't I don't think it was an animal because we were set up. The four-wheelers were right in front of where that happened. So yeah, the you animal know, would have had to have wandered between our four-wheelers and all the gear over to the tent. So what know. we did is once we put up our tents, I pulled the four-wheelers up right to the back of the back of the tent because you want something at your back you know what i mean you like to have a way that you know that you're like something's not coming at you or something so i parked the two four-wheelers like directly behind the three tents so we had uh, two four-wheelers blocking that so i mean if something went through there would have had to walk between the four-wheelers and the tent that's why i find it hard. that was tight i find it very hard to believe it was an animal but it was creepy as shit because it wasn't something you imagined it wasn't the wind it was like boom something of size and bulk bumped my feet away and I could see like you can see like the indent as it goes across the back of the tent. Yeah, like, that, what? That's but spooky. there wasn't a sound and I was like, what the fuck was that? And I kept my mouth shut and the next day before I even had a chance to tell it is when Scott's brother was like, you know what happened to me last night? I was like, oh man, that's super creepy. Now I know I didn't imagine it. Not that you think you did, but Right. Uh so I guess I, that brings us down to our summary. So I'm gonna do our one to ten. Uh, if you asked me, do I think there is energy or any sort of hauntings in Riceville, Maine? I, I yes. I'm going to put it at an eight. There's something going on there for sure. Absolutely. Is is it the creepiest town on earth? No. No, I think being in the middle of the woods makes it a hell of a lot creepier. If this was closer to town, you know, and you could. The thing is, though, if you were closer to town, you could you could explain some of the stuff away easier. Well, and then locals would be coming out playing games right. and shit, but so, nobody's I mean, coming out there. It's way too No, early, this is not early. a spot where – most people don't know this town exists. As a matter of fact, when we were looking for it the first time, we talked to some townies. And, well, actually, one dude was really shady. Yeah. 
he certainly didn't want us to go there. We ran into a couple of sweet old ladies that tried very hard to help us, but they did not know where it was. No, nope. uh, we met They'd another never guy heard of that it. tried to help us. Uh, he didn't know where it was. Uh, the South African guy we mentioned did steer us on the right track. But it's funny because when you see a horror movie and they're trying to find something, you always got this one dickish, sketchy local. Uh, and we ran into that. Uh, oh, we did. He told us we were not on the right road, even though we were. And we weren't even supposed to be there. Yeah, we weren't allowed was, to be we there. We were going to get in big trouble. He's never heard of Riceville, Maine. He was friendly until we asked him directions to Riceville, Maine. And yeah. at that point, he became standoffish and, and downright weird, to be honest. Yeah, kind of a dick. He gave off a creepy vibe from that point. And the, and the thing is, we were on the right road, and he knew it. He just didn't want us going there for whatever reason. Yeah, and I mean, and we we got Maine plates. So, I mean, just so you – I mean – it's like every state. It's probably a little worse here in Maine. Outsiders are, they'll be nice to you, but you're still an outsider. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, so with, with the main place, they know we're from We're from here. We're part of the fraternity. Yeah, right? We're, <laughs> that, we're in the bit in the good old boys that club. Did, that didn't buy us any it good graces. It with didn't that make guy. any difference at all. I would name so. drop because he was a total dick, but we never caught his name. But, uh, <laughs> no. If anybody from New England wants to check out Riceville, I would say it's worth a visit for sure. Don't go this time of year. It was cold as shit. I would definitely Go during say the daylight. Uh, it's not, I wouldn't be summertime. scared to spend the night, and we can definitely help you with directions now that we've gone out there twice. Oh, yeah. we can fi- I can find it again. Oh, in a heartbeat. Yeah, I can uh, find a, it again, but, but it's, the first it's very time. difficult to find. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it in an eight. I think it's worth a visit. I think there's something going on there. I don't think it's, it's dangerous. It's not malevolent, but there is an energy. And then, again, you've got a town where – X amount of people died and they just got moved up. And uh, you understand why there's an energy. I would put it probably between a seven and an eight. I put our investigation lower. You know, it was the cold made it fucking rough. We didn't reveal any smoking guns. No, for sure. no. I mean, but, what uh, we did, and we're not, and we're not ghost hunters. We're we're gonna do more investigations, and I'm sure we'll get better at it. We were very hampered by the cold. Yeah. You know, and yeah, that that's like just the late hour of the day. When we that was just unfortunate for having to go back a second time and well, over a three hour drive away at a time of year where the sun goes down at four. I mean, you're already up against it. You know, it's crazy. We left the house at like eight in the morning, and by the time we get up there, we were fighting, having to worry about it getting too dark because yeah. it gets dark here. When I say it gets dark at four o'clock, it's fucking pitch black at well, four. Especially when you're up there, there's no. If anybody's ever been that far removed from the city, I mean, there's no light pollution or anything like that. So you've got no nearby natural light uh artificial light it's it's pitch but if you want to look at the sky it's the place to go yeah absolutely beautiful skies if you want to get murdered and never found Riceville. beautiful <laughs> spot to get murdered <laughs> the place for you. <laughs> and uh, we will haunt it if it's us <laughs> so this is just our first guys we know it was a little muddled with different takes and uh and we'll be better we'll have better film we'll and we'll have this and that we're going indoors next time so we can make sure we're not we're, freezing to death. Uh, we're on the early stages. We haven't planned one yet. We're definitely looking for suggestions. Anybody who knows anything cool, anything uh, they think it would be good for us to check out. Yeah, somewhere uh, here in New England would be great. You know, if you know of a spot. so If you know of a spot, definitely send us. Hell, if you want to come with us. Oh, yeah. Hit us up. We're fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk shit about you, too. <laughs> I don't want to be the only one getting. <laughs> so... Anyways, guys, thanks thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you in the next one. Later, guys. Hello, Beyond the Shadows listeners. I am Rachel. And I'm Heather. We are the hosts of Like Mother, Like Murder. We bring you the good, the badass, and the crime. Each week, we bring you stories from missing and murdered, 
to survivors and women who empower you. And of course, some mom talk sprinkled in. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts at Like Mother, Like Murder. And give us a follow on social media so that we can say hi. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye.